Welcome to this podcast from St. Michael and All Angels Episcopal Church in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We hope you consider hitting like or subscribe. We hope you will share this audio with your friends and neighbors, help others know about our inclusive, theologically progressive community of faith. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can make a gift at stmichaelsabq.org. In the name of the holy, undivided Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. The first Sunday of Lent is always the gospel of Jesus' temptation. Always. This year we get Mark's version. At first glance, the story of temptation seems non-existent in Mark's gospel. A summary, really. It's to the point. No details. Just that it happened. We may naturally then yearn for the details from Matthew's and Luke's Gospels. We long for those details. The lack of details that we hear today can be unnerving. And perhaps that's because details give us solace. Maybe the details provide insight or a clear path in which we can follow. I wonder if our wanting of the details from Matthew and Luke to seep in somehow allows us to create some distance between us and Mark's story. And I ask that we avoid that. To not think about the details of the other accounts. Because in doing so, if we stay in this conciseness of Mark's gospel, I see an opportunity for our story to be woven in. That it might reveal something more about me, about you, about us. And that, that might be a little uncomfortable to think about. And I offer this, I think we find it disconcerting with the lack of details, because what we do hear, the detail that we do hear, is that we have this idea of Jesus being driven into the wilderness. And we find that certainly disturbing. I'm not sure that any of us would choose the wilderness. I mean, we might choose a little wilderness, you know, for some growth. But only far enough where we can still see the borders. We can still see the edges. We can see the comfort of the known to fix our eyes upon our own expectations of that wilderness allows us to then manage it. We don't want to venture far into the wilderness we want to look at the wilderness from a safe distance without really engaging in it. And here, Jesus does not choose it. Jesus does not choose the wilderness. He is driven into it. There's truth in that. We rarely volunteer to go into wilderness places. We do not often look for opportunities to struggle. We don't normally volunteer for pain and loss, danger, or terror. 
but we also often do not get the choice. The wilderness happens anyway. We are driven into it. And there's truth in that. And you name it, right? Broken relationships, addictions, a sudden death, job loss, cancer, a loss of faith. I wonder what have been or what are the wildernesses, the deserts of your life. I do want to be absolutely clear at this point. I am not suggesting that God causes us pain or suffering, not something that tests us, and definitely not to punish us. I do not believe that God even wants us to suffer, let alone causes us to suffer. But we do live in a fragile, broken world that includes deserts and wilderness. Sometimes our journeys with God include dark and desolate places. The wilderness is an in-between place. It is a place of liminality, a threshold between what is known and unknown. Neither here nor there. We have left behind what was, and what will be is not yet clear. In the wilderness, we come face to face with the reality of our lives. Things done and left undone. Our fears, our hopes, our dreams, our sorrows and losses, as well as that unknown. These facts of our lives are the source of our temptations and can distort our identity. At Jesus' baptism, God declares Jesus to be God's Son, the Beloved, with whom God is well pleased. That is Jesus' baptismal identity. That is who he is before he ever encounters the wilderness, before he faces the first temptation, before he ever teaches or heals, he preaches or feeds or casts out demons. That is his identity. And now he must grasp the depth of that identity in the wilderness of life. It is what makes Jesus human. It is true of us also. It is true for us to know our identity at the very core of our being to know who we are. It is one thing for God to believe and declare Jesus to be the beloved son with whom God is well pleased but it is another for Jesus to believe that for himself and let everything he does arise from that identity. That's where we struggle too. We struggle to believe that we too are God's beloved with whom God is well pleased. That struggle, that is the temptation in the wilderness. It was for Jesus and it is for us 
to remember that we too are the beloved children of God, to remember and claim that identity, even when others say different, even when we find ourselves in the wilderness. Perhaps Mark's brevity suggests that our greatest temptation in whatever we encounter is to believe that God is not present. That our greatest temptation in whatever we encounter is to believe that God is not present. Jesus enters the wilderness with only the awareness that God has torn the heavens apart, that in essence, God has removed the barrier between heaven and earth, something torn that cannot be put together. Jesus enters the wilderness solely with that, with that knowledge that the barriers between heaven and earth are torn apart. Jesus does not rely on combat skills, self-help tactics, or strategies to pass tests. His confidence comes from God's direct assurance that God has removed barriers. When we examine Jesus' temptation in Mark, it is not about listing specific temptations to resist. It is not about the details. But it is about recognizing the pervasive temptation to doubt God's presence in our lives. We are often tempted to believe that God is absent, that God has abandoned us, God has given up or withdrawn from us. I'd ask, why is that so easy? Why are we tempted so easily to believe that? It's because in the wilderness, we often have the impulse to pull back, to turn inward, to rely on ourselves. Needing help sounds like weakness. To ask for help is unthinkable. Acknowledging our anxiety and need sounds like vulnerability. That temptation to feel alone, it's real. And if I'm honest, I know that for me, when I have been in the wilderness, have been when I experienced those agonizing times when God was seemingly silent. But Mark tells us otherwise. What our text today reminds us too is that there were angels in the wilderness, true for Jesus and true for us. That even amid pain, loss, danger, or darkness, God's agents are present and remain there. It is difficult to see and recognize this, especially when we are in the very depths of that wilderness. But that is who God is. If we open our eyes and take a good look around, if we're willing to reach our hand out for help, even in those times when we think we are unable to in the moment, but have the courage to look back and see God's agents and God's presence in that wilderness, 
even in those darkest, dingiest, bleakest places of our lives. God is there, and somehow help comes. The rest that we yearn for comes. We remember our identity. Comfort comes. Restoration happens. And granted, those angels do not always appear in the forms or the times that we prefer or expect, but they do come, reminding us of our identity as beloved children of God. While I know we will not have the same temptations as Jesus, frankly, that does not matter. What does matter is that we can look at Jesus' temptation, whatever it is, whatever it turns out to be, and say, God was there. God is there. That, my friends, is the good news. God is not absent in any of this. When we experience wilderness, when we face temptation and find ourselves with those wild beasts, may we know that we are never alone. We never go alone. The angels that minister to Jesus will be there for us, whispering their message. Remember who you are. You are a beloved daughter of God. Remember who you are. You are a beloved son of God. Remember who you are. You are a beloved child of God. You are the one whom God is well pleased. Over and over and over, they tell us. They remind us. They encourage us and reassure us. We are not alone in this place. Amen.